Yo, what's up? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal, episode 12. Oh, episode 12. Weeks, bro. We did it. Yeah, man. 12, 12 episodes in. Blurred. Thank you very much, guys, for listening and supporting us. Oh, for those of y'all that heard that snapping, we gave each other a high five. We yeah. Definitely you know, a, a little poundage, letting each other know. Pause. That, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> not, 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 not poundage, but... Uh, c- uh, congratulations! <laughs> a, a little, a handshake. You prefer to pound A little handshake and letting each other know that we're you know you know we're proud of each other. We did the damn thing. So welcome to episode twelve, and uh, we're gonna get the ball rolling right now. Tucson, yeah. start us off. Um, for my Star Trek fans out there, those of you guys that are a fan of D Space Nine, Aaron Eisenberg, who played the character Nog from season one to season seven, passed away last night. Um, nothing yet about how he passed. I do know that, um, he had kidney issues from the time he was about, uh, I think the article I read was like 14 and when he was, oh no, I'm sorry, nine. And he had gotten a kidney transplant by the time he had started with D space nine. Now in 2007, there was an issue with that same kidney and about some time later he had gotten it replaced. Mm. And um, he was doing fine. He actually had a podcast with uh, Ciroc Lifton, a Clifton, who played Jake Cisco, and it was a D Space Nine podcast, and it's actually pretty decent. Um, you know, so our hearts, our prayers, our hearts, you know, our thoughts are definitely with the Eisenberg family. Um, his wife, he actually just got married last year, oh, and awful. all of his castmates and friends and loved ones, you know, our hearts go out to you, and you know, we're definitely praying for you. So please, please, please send out some prayers, some positive energy to that family and to the stars and, and co-stars of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. You know, they were, if you watch ever watched this documentary called What We Left Behind, um, you see that they're a tight-knit group. Like most of the most of the cast from most of the Star Treks, um, Next Generation, they're a pretty close-knit cast, as is Deep Space Nine. You don't really hear about the Voyager cast getting together that often are in all the other ones, but I happen to know for a fact that uh, D-Space 9 and Next Generation, they're, they're very, very, very close. So this one definitely at home. And interestingly enough, in the in the first part of the po- podcast, she's, uh, the first part of the documentary, What We Left Behind, they actually kill off Nog's character. And there's a scene... <laughs> an interview where it goes to Aaron Eisenberg and he's like, what the hell, Ira? You don't kill off Nog? the <laughs> fuck, man? And he just walked off and it was so hilarious. But he wasn't killed off in the show, right? No, he wasn't killed off in the show, but what they were doing was if they were to have a season eight. Oh, what would happen? And what would happen? Gotcha. So okay. Kara's not a colonel, she's a Vedic. Um, and in the Star Trek more, uh, Star Trek world on the planet Bajor, a Vedic is a religious figure, like a priest or a priestess. Um, so we have that. And like I said, um, please send out some positive thoughts, some love, some prayers to the Eisenberg family. Um, Kai, you got anything? Yeah. Um, I remember reading about it yesterday in the little Star Trek Facebook group we're in. And seeing that, you know, I was very sorry to hear that. You know, it's never a good thing. I mean, when anyone really passes, but you know, knowing that it's someone that you watched on TV and as you when you, yeah, as you grew up, so that's very sad to hear. And you know, um, prayers up. You know, now you're gonna lie. I'm kind of ready for 2019 to be to be done. It's been a it's been an interesting 
it's been mostly positive, but there's been um, some stuff going on that'll kind of have you a little weak and just tired of it. So definitely ready for this year to be done and over with. Almost there, but let's let's move on. We're gonna talk about Batman Day and how we actually got the date wrong. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys listened to the episode last week, but we said that last week's episode was Batman Day. Was Batman Day. So as a huge Batman fan, <laughs> you guys gotta forgive me. Um, we were so sorely wrong on that because it turns out Batman Day was actually the twenty first. Yeah, Saturday, and it had just passed. It was yesterday. Yeah, and um, to celebrate Batman Day, they were little. Uh, bat signals shined all around the world. So you had some bat signals, I believe, in Sydney, a bat signal somewhere in Spain. Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yeah. And then there was one in London. Brooklyn. No, London and Brooklyn, yes. And, oh, and uh, also the Empire State Building. Really? I saw no pictures of that. Are you yeah, sure? Yes, I was in an interview that Zakia had sent me. Really? You saw sister. it? I didn't see any pictures, but I was looking for it. Because I don't know, I don't know if that actually happened. Uh, well, I'll do some more research. I, I was looking at all because I saw a post with all the the pictures of where they had the bastings all around the world, and they had the Brooklyn one and all all the other ones around the world, but I didn't see any Empire State Building one. But uh, you know, just continuing, you know, yesterday was actually Batman Day, and uh, I I did myself check out the bat signal by the water. I took a walk out to the park, and uh, it was shining on what's uh, this old this old sugar factory which is now kind of abandoned and they had the uh the bat signal shining big and bright on the walls of uh of the factory i mean it was it was a little underwhelming you know not gonna lie i mean i, I probably would have been something i've been cool seeing pictures of but you know, i mean you know i took a nice little walk nice and breezy you know it was cool but uh yeah <laughs> i don't know if you guys have me on snapchat but that picture was on my snapchat but uh yeah Again, apologies about the, the mixing up the date of Batman Day. I actually wanted to go, but uh, I spent most of my time in the Bronx yesterday. I uh, I had a gig, and it went really, really well. I just uh, by the time I came back, I was so exhausted, I, I couldn't do it, guys. I'm so sorry. We forgive you too. We forgive you. But um, I am excited about it. I didn't get a chance to really celebrate Batman Day like I normally do, but I guess because I thought last week was Batman Day. <laughs> I celebrated early. We, we celebrated early. That's that's what we do. We do things early. You know what I mean. But um, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're we got news, right? We got some news going on. Oh, so yo, check it out. Tom Welling, Smallville's Clark Kent, aka the underwhelming end of Superman, mm. um, is coming back to reprise his role for Crisis. Um, I call it the underwhelming episode of Superman because towards the end, this man did not put on the 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 cape, the tights. Yeah, there was definitely flights, they, but uh, when Smallville first came out, they said no tights, no flights. Right, CGI'd fine. that shit on him. It was ridiculous. Was, yeah, very very disappointing, very heartbreaking. But um, yeah, he's coming back for the crossover. Um. When is the crossover? Somewhere in time in December, right? Yeah, it's actually it starts off late December before Christmas, a little bit before Christmas, and it finishes up a little bit after New Year's, so like early January, maybe maybe early to mid January. Yeah, probably early to mid January. Um, and it's also confirmed that uh, Erica Durant is coming back. Yeah, as Lois Lane. As well. So we'll get yeah. three Superman and two Lois Lane. You think we'll get him in the suit? 
probably that red leather jacket. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would hope not. I mean, because he was obviously past that in the season. But um, yeah, um, um, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was really at a loss for words because I was literally thinking back to all those seasons of Smallville where he wore that red leather jacket and those jeans and shit. And I was just like, oh, God. You know, I mean, I guess it was cool at the time. That's as it, close as we got you know, to real super. It was what show. we had, you know what I mean? So you learn to, like, accept it and deal with it. But there were just moments. I mean, that, seeing what we have now, there's no reason we should ever see something like that again on a superhero show, you know? It's yeah, no it's CGI suit shit. or die, you know, in my opinion. But and now uh, we deal with niggas that don't even want to be in a suit. Yeah. You want You want to be... The Flash or, or Green Arrow, Supergirl, Batman, but niggas don't want to be in the suit. Come yeah. on. But I think um, I, what I he- what I heard is that um, we're gonna find out what happened like post Smallville. You know, I guess what happened to his world or whatever. You know, see what's been going on with that. But again, this is a, a jam packed crossover, and I hope think- I hope they could do it justice because it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. My question to you is, do you think they're going to follow? Because, you know, after, what was it, season 10, it was 10 years, correct? Mm-hmm. And then they did a season 11. So, you know, which was a continuation in the comic books mm-hmm. from that. So I wonder if they're going to add some of that season 11 flavor in there. I think they have the option to, but I think they'll more so want to do their own thing. Damn. Because I'm sure those comic book writers aren't part of what's going on. And the people who are creating crossover don't want to feel like they have to be handcuffed and follow what's going on in that comic book True. season. True. So I think they'll probably just do their own thing and create their own thing. But uh, yeah, definitely look out for that. That's some exciting news because I was pretty much just ready. Like, okay, Tom Welling's not coming back, but it's good to, to know that he's actually coming back. Now, if we get Mike Rosenbaum, bro. I, I feel like he'll pop up. We'll see. We'll see. I, mean, I, still I, I expected Michael Rosenbaum to pop up more than I did Tom Welling. Mm. So, yeah. That's good. Is there anybody that you would want to see? Like, I would love to have Dean Kane Superman in there. People were talking about that. Um, if Dean Kane possibly coming back, I mean, but th- doesn't he like already play a character on Supergirl? He does. And, like, but then fucking Brandon Ralph plays Ray Palmer. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. You know, um, what I what I'm gonna enjoy the most about this crossover is just seeing Stephen Amell. For the last time in a crossover, um, seeing what he's going to do, seeing what acting chops he's going to come up with, and it's going to be really, really good. Uh, my heart is ready for it. I don't know if my heart's ready for this last season of Arrow. I was actually watching parts of season two. I watched the end of season two today, mm. and I started watching season three, and I was like, the beginning of season three came out with so much promise. Yeah, damn. Mm. No, no, for sure. And then it just mm. tanked. Right no. after the Flash crossover. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think I'll definitely check out this upcoming season of Arrow. But yeah, this this crossover looks to be huge, and I'm I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Me too. So yeah, all right, what's our next our next deal of business? <laughs> yeah, so so Titans season two, really impressed with Titans. They just had their third episode yeah. on Friday. And it was pretty good. The season's wrapping up. We're getting a good idea what the storyline is. Again, I don't. I don't know how many of you watch it, but we won't go into too many specifics. But I will just no, just really digging the season so far. Um, this past episode, man. Whew, old Ghost was coming back. 
you kind of start to feel like, okay, something happened with Aqualad. They yeah. definitely put a bullet in that nigga somewhere. Yeah. But like, what happened to break the original Titan? Yeah. And I think we're going to get some cool flashbacks and get an idea of why the original Titans broke up and and uh, why, you know, I, what happened? How did, how did Dick fuck up? You know, how did the team fuck up, you know? And it's really, to me, just adding to, like, the whole badassery of Deathstroke. Like, he's not a motherfucker to be fucked with. He's fucking with you psychologically. Yeah. Psychologically and, and physically. With you physically. Yeah. yeah. What I enjoyed the most is about this episode is that you keep getting hints at Nightwing. You know, so you got the old Robin would have did X, Y, and Z talking about how Dick would have reacted to something in the past. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not Robin no more. Yeah. And everybody's like, so who the fuck and he's are still, you? he's still figuring out his path. Yeah. And what, I, what I'm digging is that there was a, a scene where, um, spoilers, he's fighting with Rose. And you see when this thing gets the Erasmus sticks and he's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming soon. They they, they, keep, they keep inching closer and closer to Nightwing. So. Like, come on, I'm ready for this shit, nigga. We'll, you had me wait a whole season. We'll, we'll get it real soon. We'll get it real soon. I'm just I need I need a picture, bro. I need I need like how they was doing with Black Lightning, <laughs> nigga. We knew what um, Shorty was gonna look like in the costume before we even seen her on TV. No, that's true. That's I need true. that. That's Black true. Lightning got a whole new costume I, too, bro. I saw that on Instagram actually. Like, I love that costume. Looks, yes, finally. It looks really good. Finally, it looks you really get a good. New costume. I'm digging it for sure. Last night I saw a superhero. He was black. He said, "This is for the streets." Black Lightning, black. All right, so I guess we're gonna move into that real quick. Um, as you guys know, I don't know. I know Khalid and I talk about a lot about the Arrowverse stuff. Um, I don't think we've mentioned Black Lightning as much as we probably should have, because I I don't know. For me, the music for that show, the talent on that show, just just the overall tone of it, I'm in love with. Um, I think that it gives a pretty fair and accurate description of what I would call somewhat the African American experience in terms of what we have to deal with and and in different terms of it. So you with Jefferson Pierce, you get to see a man who's divided between his family and his career, you know, more so in terms of not just being a teacher, but also being a professional superhero, not a professional superhero, but a, a superhero and juggling being a father and then just having to go through bureaucratic red tape when it comes to being a principal or a teacher at a school and trying to make sense of how you can help the students that you want to help. Then you have his wife, Lynn Stewart, who's a doctor who wants to help the community, but also wants to uh, make sure that her family is safe. And you have Jennifer and Anessa, mm. who are the two daughters who are just discovering themselves. And you just, whether if it's, it's like their, super, their superpowers is like their puberty, although uh, Anessa is the oldest one, but then she's still trying to figure out how to have her powers. And you have Jennifer, who's the youngest one, whose powers is like crazy. It's like she can't control the shit, you know? And I just, I enjoy that dynamic. Um, the music by this cat named God Holly. Um, I've never heard of the cat prior to Black Lightning, but there's a couple of joints in the first season. There's a couple cuts off that joint that I listen to regardless. There's one song that I love so much. And it was in like the second or third episode called Welcome to Freeland. Mm -hmm. That joint is so soulful. It's great. If you, ever, if you guys ever get a chance to listen to it, definitely check it out. Um, yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Black Lightning? Uh... It's it's a good show. I don't mind it. I it's kind of one of those shows I kind of started to fall off with. I kind of like fell off with some episodes in this past season, but I'll I'll be back on it again. I'll probably I'll watch it again. But I don't know the CW shows are kind of 
taking a hit for me in some ways. Especially, sorry guys, especially watching the DC streaming universe and they take more chances. It's It feels a bit more adult. And that's not to say that Black Lightning does it, but obviously there, there are some parameters and, and some handcuffs they have just because it's on a, you know, CW, you know, a major, you know, network television show. So, but um, I'll, I'll still be there when it comes back on. And I do love the style of it. I love that it's in the CW superhero kind of universe, but it definitely has its own feel. Which sets it apart, you know. It has, it has, you know, it's got some color, you know, in more ways than one. It has, it has more personality, in my opinion, than some of the other shows in the CW. So you know what? And it's just, it's just so damn different. Yeah, it's, you it's know, a good it, show. Yeah, it's more realistic and grounded. I think that's something that some of the CW shows are kind of missing, which is okay because there's nothing wrong with wonder and, and amazement, but also you yeah. need something to ground you. Yeah, and I think that's what happens with shows when they get bigger and bigger, more and more seasons. I mean, because things have to be bigger. Like, I mean, I felt like Arrow, when it started out, was pretty graphic. I mean, sorry, grounded, you know, and, you know, really rooted in reality. But, of course, as the universe expanded and they introduced Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and that Supergirl, now they're interacting with each other. Of course, things are going to tend to get bigger. And now that they're saying that, like lightning will be in this crossover. That's confirmed, right? Bro, yes. So I, that, I mean, that means that it's just going to get bigger for them as well, because obviously they'll have this sandbox of other superheroes to play with. And I think I think it's all going to end up being like the same world by the end of it. They'll do something. Probably because yeah. remember in the original comic book, you know, they turned all the worlds into one world. Yeah, so that's definitely what's going to happen. And I would love to see how they would tackle some of the issues that they're going through with Black Lightning and the regular Arrow universe, especially with issues of color. Because, yeah. you know, they're always, you know, pressing the issues of the LGBTQ community. Um, I would love to see how they tackle, you know, bounds of color and and just, you know, make it, just like I said, just seeing how having a grounded show would, would put up with the rest of those shows, that's, that's really leaving you with amazement, wonder. You know, that has like the coming attraction kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, let me see. Is there anything else we got going on? Um, there was this was definitely a pretty decent week in comic books. Um, Miles Morales, for any of you guys that don't that um, read comic books, his Spider-Man run is really really good. It's been interesting. It hasn't really let me down. You get to see. Um, you know, you get to find out how his dad was a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point. Justice League is doing great, really, really great. They are reintroducing the Justice Society, and they're doing dad's favorite, one of dad's favorite characters, Commandy. Okay. The last boy on Earth, which is... So the Justice League is actually in a mission where parts of the team is in the past. Yeah. Back in the 1940s. And parts of them are in the future, which is during the time when Commandy is supposed to take place. Um, currently... And the Superman arc, uh, not even arc, but the Superman run by Brian Michael Bendis is introducing the Legions of Superhero. And they want John Jonathan Kent to join the Legion of Superhero. So you remember how when we first seen John, he was like 9, 10, 11. Yeah. And now he's like 17. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason why they aged him up is so they can introduce Legions of Superheroes and also do what they what I call like a, a, a going back in time kind of thing. Because remember, Legions of Superheroes had Superboy from when Pops was a kid. Mm-hmm. So now you're just taking that trope, transporting it into the future. And instead of having Clark Kent Superboy, 
as Superboy and the Legion of Superhero, you're going to have his son. Right. Which is a brilliant way to do it. Um, what else am I reading? Batman is getting really interesting. Um, this last this last issue, Batman and, and Catwoman are taking care of Magpie, who is a criminal from the 80s, late 70s, early 80s, who's getting ready to take a shipment of Venom back to Gotham. And right now, Gotham City is under Bane's control. Mm. And they're stopping the supply shipment and they're getting ready to go back to Gotham. And right now, um, Bruce and Selina are not aware that Alfred got killed. Oh, they're sure not aware of that? Nope. Because it's like a, a prior to that to that issue kind of story. So he's saying that he's going to send in Damien, but Damien didn't tell Tim Drake that Bruce had sent him in. You gotta read the book. You gotta yeah, read the I really know. Like you just, you just I'm gave like, me like this look, and it's like, wow. Like you, if you're, if you're currently reading the Batman run, what I said will make a lot of sense to you. Yeah, and please let us know. I'd love for people to comment and let us know what they're reading or what they're watching. Just you so know, we know. Hit us up on on our Facebook or Instagram. I'd love for you guys to, you know, always don't feel be afraid to get more interactive with us. You know, let us know what's up. You know. Also, um, we noticed that we have a couple more listeners on our anchor. Um, so we went from having about 12 to 22 listeners. So those of you guys that are listening or even spreading the word about Words of the Blurred, thank you guys so much. You guys are helping us. You guys are really, really going above and beyond the call of duty. And just like we always tell you, thank you for rocking with us. And we really appreciate it and we love you. So please, yeah. if you like what we're doing, please continue to, to comment. Please continue to support. Please continue to pass it along. Um, yeah, I think the I mean, last thing we're going to talk about is the launch party that my brother and I are trying to do. Yeah, so we're aiming for it to be in January. Um, it'll be a really good coming out party for us and our our, our uh, Black Thought Creative. Um, more details to come, but we're looking at spaces. It'll probably be somewhere in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn. Um, you know, I'm going to hold off a little bit on that. I was I I want to give I was going to give you guys an idea, but. I'll wait for the next episode to talk more about that. But yeah, definitely look out for that. That's gonna be a fun, a fun, good time. You know, we're gonna we're gonna really make that our coming out party and hope to see a lot of you guys there. Yeah, and you know, if, uh, bring a friend, you know, we definitely want this to be a success. Um, I think there was one thing I heard little Wayne say, I ain't shit without you. So we ain't shit without you. So come and support. Um, definitely come have a good time, come and drink our booze. <laughs> um yeah. We're gonna have some vendors there. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. Like, it's, it's not just gonna be showcasing my brother and myself. We're gonna get some artists showcased. Um, we're gonna try to get some photographers to showcase their work. Um, you're gonna listen to low maintenance, which is the group that I play with. You're gonna listen to. You're gonna, you know, see and hear things from people. We're gonna talk about the products that we have out and what's coming out. It's it's gonna be a good time. It's, Think of it like as a fun investment party where you don't have to put in money. You just get to listen to what we have coming out and choose if you want to support or not. So, you know, just if anything, just come and have a good time and rock out with us. Oh, there will definitely be tickets because uh, money makes the world go around and we need that shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for thanks for rocking with us. Uh, once again, this is two. This is Cal. Yo, this is word, word to the, to the blurred with two and Cal. Thank you, guys. Peace. Thank you. Good night. Peace. And good luck.